Blog Talk Radio. To another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on Justin Bieber, Letitia Wright, George Clooney, Madonna, Nick Cannon, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure and are at risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but the results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk to your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Joan Gibbs, where I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will give you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Again, that's 347 347- 2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. And you can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O, and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy 38 degrees. Uh, Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently listening on the phone lines and online. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Before I get started with the show, I just want to let everybody uh, remind everyone uh, last weekend I did a a Valentine's Day show because tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So uh, for all you lovers out there who just want some want to do some wine down downtime before you uh you know the end your valentine day after going to the movies or out to dinner and having drinks and you want to just uh, end the night with something soothing and relaxing make sure you listen to the valentine day show i will repost it again on facebook and on that's entertainment facebook page and on twitter so how's everyone doing today? Uh, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. Lots to talk about, as usual. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Justin Bieber, how he is uh, struggling with depression. That's right. He is battling depression, and he's having a difficult, difficult time. And it just goes back to show you that celebrities are people, just normal people just like you and I, where they go through their depression. Another celebrity who, uh, congratulations to Letitia Wright, who, uh, the Black Panther star, she um, was honored with a BAFTA award, which stands for British Academy Film Award, and during her uh, speech, she talked about struggling with depression as well, and how she uh, found the strength to bounce back and pursue her Hollywood dream has come in defense of the new royal, Meghan Markle, claiming that she's being vilified and chased in the same way Princess Diana was in the 1990s. We're talking about it today. 
Also, Damian Dash is apologizing to former record label uh, partner Jay-Z for attacking him over his decision to work with R. Kelly when they did that joint 2002 album, The Best of Both Worlds. Also, Nick Cannon, uh, I'm sorry, before that, Madonna is being sued uh, by her neighbors. And uh, Nick Cannon is... um, how can I say this? You know, Nick Cannon is a comedian as well as an actor, but he is uh, he's criticizing his fellow comedians. He's going after, he's slamming Jimmy Kimball and Jimmy Fallon on Instagram about blackface. We'll talk about that. And uh, also 21 Savage uh, is apparently, according to this report, uh is still in ICE custody despite previous reports. We're going to be talking about that. And speaking of Jay-Z, last week Jay-Z had announced that he was going to uh, give uh, 21 Savage some legal assistance to help him with this issue about being the possibility of being deported. And uh, an update on Jesse Smollett's case. Apparently, there's been some doubts among his neighbors about this whole incident, and we're going to be talking about that. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Hit it. All right. Well, Justin Bieber is leaning on friends and family amid his struggle with depression. A source tell E! News that the singer is battling depression and he's been having a difficult time. In this time of difficulty, the 24-year-old has formed a strong support network composed of the people that love him the most, including his wife, Haley Baldwin, and his pastor. The insider adds that this is just something Justin had to deal with and that he's actively seeking professional help. He's an outpatient therapy, and he's getting help every day. This is what the source explained, and that uh, this is his focus right now. Justin recently opened up about his mental health struggle in a candid and sincere interview with Vogue, and in the lengthy story, he revealed a, a myriad of personal issues that seem to be the root of his struggles, like his resentment towards his parents. And according to the star, he recently went on a week-long therapy retreat to take part in the Hoffman process, which uh, where he took his pent-up anger out on a pillow. Uh, he said that he beat the facts that his mom was depressed a lot of his life and his dad had anger issues and stuff that passed on that kind of made him mad. And, and he said that he's mad at them for giving it to him, that, that feeling of depression, I guess. Uh, the sadness that Justin believed he got from his mom hit him with full force when he was on his purpose tour in 2017. Now, Justin revealed that he was overcome with depression and feeling of loneliness, which caused him to cancel the remainder of the 150 concert tour. Luckily, his marriage to Haley appeared to be a positive force in his life and a positive way to express his feelings. The two are set to reaffirm their love and commitment to one another in the near future by saying, I do, for the second time. Haley and Justin first got married at a New York courthouse on September 13, 2018. And Black Panther star Letitia Wright is opening up once again about her battle with depression and how it almost caused her to quit acting. As reported by USA Today, after being honored with the BAFTA, which stands for the British Academy Film Award Rising Star Award, the actress shared her struggle with depression and how she found the strength to bounce back and pursue her Hollywood dreams. Wright ended her speech by sharing words of encouragement to others who feel like they, too, have lost their purpose. She previously opened up about her depression struggles last year during the press tour for Black Panther. And George Clooney has come to the defense of new royal Meghan Markle, claiming she's being vilified and chased in the same way Princess Diana was in the 1990s. The Hollywood icon is reportedly a close friend of the Duchess of Sussex and was a guest at her wedding to Prince Harry in 2018. And speaking to Australian magazine Who, Clooney noted the consequences of the media scrutiny of the former actress. 
And now this is what he said. He said, quote, I don't want to say they're just chasing Meghan Markle everywhere. She's a woman who is seven months pregnant, and she has been pursued and vilified and chased in the same way that Diana was, and it's history repeating itself. We've seen how that ends, unquote. Diana died in a car crash in a Paris tunnel in 1997 while being chased by paparazzi on motorcycles. Marco was initially praised for bringing a bit of color and culture to the stale and outdated British royal family. But once she married her Prince Charming, the media turned on her and had become increasingly critical. Now, last week, one paper published a personal letter allegedly written by Markle to her estranged father, which she begged him to stop lying, stop exploiting my relationship with my husband, and Clooney had slammed this invasion of her privacy. Meanwhile, one CNN contributor had noted that the problem isn't Meghan Markle, it's the British monarchy. Kate Maltby writes, quote, as British await the birth of Meghan's first child with Prince Harry, it seemed clear that the reality of a royal child with a black grandmother had brought to the fore prejudices that were more generally veiled around the announcement of her marriage. Unquote. Most recently, Markle's closest supporters spoke anonymously to People magazine about the global bullying the Duchess is receiving. Meanwhile, Washington Post article this week breaks down the racially charged hate for the first biracial woman to marry into the House of Windsor. And this is according to CNN. You know, I I can understand where George Clooney is coming from because all of a sudden, I, I mean, the you know, Kate didn't get this much scrutiny when she uh, married uh, Prince William. You know, she, you know, I'm not sure if she came from royalty. I think I'm not sure if she's a commoner. I don't, I can't remember. But I don't remember her getting all this scrutiny and this backlash and these rumors about she being difficult. And it has something to do with, and I always say that, you know, race plays a very big part in certain things. And because she's biracial, she's half black, maybe they had a, have an issue with it. So they've got to come up with something or they can't find something to pinpoint, so they got to make up stories. You know, when they say that they can't find any dirt or they can't find anything to hate, they got to create some kind of hate or some kind of dirt on the, on the person. I mean, um, and plus, you know, with her expecting the the you know she's due the spring you know it's like people just hating on her for what because she's a i guess she's a according to the british she's a commoner she's american she's and all these things for all my british listeners because i have quite a few british listeners um call in what do you think the call in number is three four seven six three seven two six five six and press the number one again that's three four seven six three seven two six five six and press the number one tell me what if you you write the all my u k listeners what do you think is going on do you agree with george Clooney do you think she's being vilified and 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 treated the same way that Diana was do you think it has a lot to do with uh, her race? With, with who she is Tell about it, talk about it uh, Right now we have here uh, 13 minutes after the hour If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition Of That's Entertainment I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb Broadcasting live from the NYC If you want to know more about the show And you are a registered hit listener here on BTR Click on the follow button Right there on the show page And that way it will send you a reminder When I broadcast live I broadcast every Wednesday afternoon Between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time And uh, also If you miss a couple of shows You can always go back to the archives And um, check out my other shows as well Also don't forget to follow us on Twitter At That's Entertain One That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain in the number one You can also like us on Facebook Go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. You can follow me at Stiletto fourteen S T I L E T T O and number fourteen. And also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. 
Uh, Damien Dash is apologizing to former record label partner Jay-Z for attacking him over his decision to work with R. Kelly on the joint 2002 album, The Best of Both Worlds. Last month, the hip-hop mogul revealed he was stunned when the 99 Problem hitmaker agreed to collaborate with the R&B singer despite allegations of sexual abuse and claims he married Aaliyah when she was just 15. Now, Dash, who dated Aaliyah after the Kelly drama, revealed his late ex couldn't bring herself to talk about her reported former husband, but the rap mogul understood he was a very bad man. Lashing out at Jay-Z, Damien revealed that the rapper's decision to collaborate with R. Kelly led to the demise of their label, Rockefeller Records, because he couldn't understand why he would work with the controversial R&B star. Now, Jay-Z didn't respond to his former business pal comments, and now Damien is apologizing, insisting he is looking to move past the drama. Aaliyah died in a plane crash that uh, the year before Jay-Z and R. Kelly album was released. The singer has always courted controversy, and he's currently under investigation following claims of sexual abuse and masterminding a sex cult that recently featured in a U.S. TV documentary series titled Surviving R. Kelly. The I Believe I Can Fly singer has denied all the allegations made against him. And then you hear the latest... um, R. Kelly is supposed to be touring t- to do some doing some shows in Germany, and he has sold out. They can't keep up with the man. Despite all this controversy behind him, against him, I should say, he is still selling out shows. But I guess they don't know, you know, being that it's Germany, they don't know the full story behind R. Kelly. You know, they probably don't know have any clue. What's going on? So, um, Madonna's neighbors are suing the star for $140,000 amid an ongoing dispute over her luxury apartment here in Manhattan. The singer's neighbors are said to be tired of her endless litigations against their apartment building, asking the Manhattan Supreme Court to recover $140,000 in legal costs that have been incurred over the past three years. The dispute date back to 2016 when the singer sued the co-op over a rule that said that her children and domestic assistant could not live in her apartment unless she was in residence the whole of the whole time she's there. Opposing uh, the rule, she suggests that she couldn't possibly spend all of her time in the $7.3 million pad because she is a world-renowned recording artist who is constantly on world tours and who owns many residents around the world. While the initial lawsuit was dismissed by a judge in 2017, the star has since appealed the ruling, prompting the neighbors to file the request to have the Like a Prayer hit maker compensate them for their ongoing legal fees as a result of the dispute. Now, speaking out against the claim, the residents highlighted the singer's seemingly endless means to pursue litigation, calling the lawsuit and her claim tenuous. Let me tell you about uh, New York City, and most of the buildings here are co-ops. Now, for those who don't know what a co-op building is, who are not familiar with the the apartments here in New York City, when you live in a co-op, you before you move into a co-op building, what that basically means is that you uh you kind of own shares in that building. You own the apartment, but you own shares in the building and before you move in, you have to go through a process before you move in, you have to be interviewed by the board. The board has to like you. There's certain criteria you got to meet. There's a list of rules that they have, which you can and cannot do. And, you know, if they don't feel that you can meet up to what they expect of you or or, or if you're not willing to abide by their rules, you can't live here. And co-op boards are very strict. Living in a co-op is very strict. You can't make noise. If you have kids, you can't blast your music at a certain time. Uh, There's all these rules. Some co-ops don't uh, want pets. Some some say you can't have pets in the building, all these things. And I remember several years ago, uh, Mariah Carey, she was looking for an apartment to live on the Upper West Side, and it was a co-op. 
And they said they, and for some reason, a lot of celebrity wants to live in this building on the Upper West Side. And they was like dead set against it. They said, we do not want any celebrities in our buildings because of their status, their following. They don't want a bunch of fans or groupies hanging out in front of the building. They don't want them hassling or harassing the, the doorman. They don't. They don't want celebrities in their building. Period. And see, and this is a classic case where now the neighbors are suing Madonna because of her co-op in Manhattan. Same scenario. So, you know, it's it's. You know, I feel that if you're a celebrity, I think you should just buy one of the penthouse apartments where, uh, you know, you don't have to go up against a board. There's no rules you have to follow. I mean, there's probably are rules, but you, there's not too many of the hassle. Uh, I remember uh, when Rihanna, uh, remember that she was having some problems with people trespassing, uh, her, uh, trespassing at her house in L.A. She ended up moving back. To uh, move it to New York because you know not in any and that's the beauty about living in a building because no not everybody can go up there nobody can just anybody just can't walk in uh, who are you here to see oh I'm here to see why what's your business here it's very strict and they're not just gonna let anybody come up there and that's why celebrities like to come to New York and live in these type of buildings because you won't have to worry about any uh, people trespassing. You don't have to worry about, again, fans or groupies hanging out or trying to sneak in the building or going, you know, peeping through your windows. It it doesn't happen. So even though Nick Cannon himself is a comedian, he can't help but criticize fellow funny men when they do something they need to be called out for. The Masked Singer host recently slammed both Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon on Instagram for wearing blackface and older skits, asking his followers, quote, are these your kings of late night, unquote. Alongside a clip of both late night show hosts sparking blackface, Cannon admitted in the caption that he had always been on the side of the comedians and never pandered to the sensitive. However, he felt there's there needs to be some truth and reconciliation, discussion, and teachable moments amongst our community. And he says he's ready and willing for the discourse. So who wants to step up to the table first? Concluding in his post, a temporary host of the Wendy Williams Show wrote, quote, In the meantime, I'll just leave it, leave this right here. Tell the Jimmies to holler at me prior to this. Cannon also called out Sarah Silliman for the same issue. Now, both Fallon and Kimmel had yet to address their use of blackface in the past, but Silverman, Sarah Silverman, had previously apologized for it during an interview with GQ magazine. In a May 2018 profile for the fashion magazine, the comedian admitted she regret doing that for the sake of laughs. And, uh... There seems to be some uh, doubt among neighbors, local cops, and news media about Jesse Smollett claim that he is the victim of a racist and homophobic hate crime that went down in Chicago in the early morning hours of January 29th. And according to Mediate, investigators reportedly agree that his story is suspicious and members of the media are also side-eyeing his account of the event. The report suggests that cops may be hesitant to publicly question Jesse's version of the event because they fear the backlash they will erupt for targeting a gay, liberal, black male. Now, police are reportedly still searching for the two mass assailants who doused Jesse with bleach and tied a noose around his neck. He reportedly transported himself to a local hospital after the attack and was released hours later in good condition. Smollett spokesperson talked, uh, they told the Post that he is the victim here, and Chicago PD has report, repeatedly informed them that they find Jesse's account of what happened that night consistent and credible. In the days following the attack, Smollett released a statement saying, quote, I am working with authorities and I and have been 100% factual and consistent on every level, unquote. And 21 Savage is still in ICE custody despite previous reports saying that he has been released on bond after 
spending more than a week at an Atlanta detention center. The rapper was granted a release on bond Tuesday afternoon and is expected to be released after the deportation hearing that is scheduled for today. The rap star was arrested on February 3rd during a Target ICE operation with officials shocking all of his fans when they released a statement clarifying that Savage was a United Kingdom national. Last week, Jay-Z announced that his company, Rock Nation, has enlisted legal assistance for the young artist. Rock Nation issued a statement following reports of his release. Uh, they said, quote, we are pleased that 21 Savage was released on mine will be reunited with his children after his in- incarceration. We will continue to stand with 21 Savage and all the families that continue to be unfairly victimized by our country's broken immigration policies, unquote. 21 Savage is said to be in the process of getting a U visa as a victim of a crime which would grant him legal residency in the U.S. And uh, Christian Bale has finally ended his bitter decade-long feud with his mother. The Oscar-winning actor reportedly fell out with his mom, Jenny, and sister Sharon hours before the U.K. premiere of his Batman movie, The Dark Knight, in 2008. Now, Bale was accused of shoving his mother during the row at the Dorchester Hotel in London as the pair argued about the actor's wife, Sibby. The police were called, and Bale was arrested but released without charge, and his family withdrew their statements. The former child star who shot the fame in Steven Spielberg's 1987 drama Empire of the Sun refused to speak to his family again. Now Jenny has revealed that she and her son had reconciled and are working on their relationship after the decade-long feud. The 45-year-old actor spoke with his mother while back in London for the BAFTAs, where he was up for the best actor for the role as former U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney in dark comedy Vice. Back in 2014, Jenny opened up about her heartbreak over the estrangement and said she would uh, she would uh, queer uh, she would uh she and the fans i guess she would question her up with fans or you know and and her son's movie premiere uh, just to catch a glimpse of him as he uh never returned her calls so she would you know show up at his movie premieres just to see him but he would never call her back he never would return her calls. Now, watching her son movie uh, movies, uh, they include American Psycho and his turn as Batman in Christopher Nolan's superhero trilogy was the only way she could ease her heartache. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, but we're glad that everybody, everything is working out. Uh, they're back to speaking terms. So uh, that's good. That's good news. Uh, right now we have here 27 minutes after the hour coming up in the next half hour. We're going to be talking about uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Um, you know, he's been go- battling some health issues as well. Uh, according to Sharon Osbourne, who you know her, uh, her as his wife and as the um, one of the women on The View, she's talking about uh, how's he doing, and we'll talk about that later on. Uh, Howie Berry is heading to TV for a potential cameo in the small screen reboot of her hit 1992 movie, Boomerang. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, Lindsay Lohan, Mother Dina, uh, claims she's on Celebrity Big Brother, U.S., the U.S. version, and she's talking out to her housemates about this man that she met online, been talking with this man for five years, never seen the man's face, never FaceTimed, don't know what he looked like. or she, All she knows is that he lives in San Francisco. With, and he's with his mom. With his mom, I guess he take care of his mom. That's all she know about the man. But uh, her housemates, uh, Candy Burris, and from the uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta and Tamar Braxton, they're saying that he that she's being catfish, and the host of Catfish, MTV's Catfish, uh, uh, Nev, Nev Chilman, he wants to help her out. He wants to know he he wants her to come on the show MTV show Catfish to see if we can get to the bottom of this. And then 
her daughter, Lizzie Lohan, found out about this, and she sent her a, a note saying that she was proud of her mother lasting this long on Big Brother, but she finds that she needs to break it up with this strange guy that she's been knowing for five years because Lindsay is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dina's bragging about how she wants to marry this man. So all these stories are more coming up in the half hour, so don't you go anywhere.
And Halle Berry is heading to TV for a potential cameo in the small screen reboot of her hit 1992 movie, Boomerang. The actress is producing the 10-episode series based on her 27-year-old Eddie Murphy film and reveals she is considered making an appearance. Promoting the show at the Television Critics Association Winter Tour, she said, quote, I wanted to tell the story in a fresh way and deal with all the issues that millennials are facing, which is very different to the issues of 1992 and to carry on the legacy of the original movie, unquote. The new Boomerang show, which premieres in uh, the United States last night, matter of fact, it premiered last night, uh, it stars Hequan Richmond, Leland Martin, Layla Milan, and Titana Jackson, who will portray the daughter of Barry's movie character. And Lindsay Lohan has urged her mother, Dina Lohan, to dump her weird boyfriend because she thinks he's deceiving her. The 56-year-old is currently a housemate in the U.S. series of Celebrity Big Brother and recently confessed that she has been talking to a special someone for five years. However, Dina went on to reveal that she had never met her mystery man or even FaceTimed him. Lindsay recently commented on a post on the official Instagram page of Celebrity Big Brother congratulating her mother for getting to the finals, getting to the finale of the reality series, and also acknowledging uh, Dina's unusual relationship. Lindsay wrote, quote, so proud of you, Mommy, but no more weird catfish, please, unquote. A catfish is when a fake online profile is created in an effort to dupe another person online into a romantic relationship. While Dina was confident that their relationship is the real deal, her fellow housemates, Candy Burris, Tamar Braxton, and Natalie Eva Marie, thought the star was most likely being duped. Dina told her housemate that while she lives in New York, he's based in San Francisco and takes care of his mother, so he has never flown out to visit her and refuses to use video calling. Neb Shulman, who is the host of MTV show Catfish, the TV show, was quick to offer his help to Dina after her relationship confession. And Liam Helmsworth missed the premiere of his new movie, Isn't It Romantic, on Monday night, February 11, leaving wife Miley Cyrus to explain that he's recovering following a health scare. The Hunger Games star was notably absent from the pink carpet of the Los Angeles premiere, which came a day after he also missed the Grammy Awards, where his other half was performing. His Isn't It Romantic co-star, Rebel Wilson, previously told the TV show Extra that he's been hospitalized, causing him to missed the film Press Junket interview on Sunday, while Miley further opened up about the situation to Entertainment Tonight at the premiere on Monday. While neither Miley nor Liam went into specifics about the actor's health issues, a source close to the actor told us weekly that he was hospitalized because he was suffering from kidney stones. Wow. And uh, Oscar favorite Glenn Close is spearheading a new campaign to remake 1980s thriller Fatal Attraction from her character Alex Forrest's perspective. The wife star insists the timing is perfect to revisit the 1987 Adrian Lyne film in which the actress' character famously become obsessed with ruining the life of Michael Douglas cheating Dan Gallagher after he attempted to break off the affair. Now, close uh, crazed character who is one scene, who was in the one scene where she was cooking up the little bunny, the pet bunny of Douglas' on-screen family, will appear as more of a victim in the star reimagined movie. Close is the real hot favorite to pick up her first Best Actress Oscar for her role as Joan Castleman in The Wife after winning the award at the Scream Actors Guild Awards and Golden Globes. If she wins the Oscar on February 24th, it will be the first overall. She is currently the most nominated person in Academy history without a win with seven nods to her name. And uh, the Oscar for Best Cinematography and Film Editing will be presented during commercial breaks at this year's prize-giving to keep the event as streamlined as possible. The winners for live-action short and makeup and hairstyle will also be announced during breaks in the show and recap later in the telecap. In future years, the awards presented during commercial break will rotate so 
no honors will be handed out as TV viewers aren't watching live two years in a row. It's also re- uh, been revealed that Gustavo uh, Dudamo and the Los Angeles Philharmonic will perform during the uh, in-memorandum segment of the show as part of their own centennial celebration. So the Oscars are going to change. They're trying to, uh, how can I say it, get up with, get with the program as far as, um, you know, when it comes to viewers, I mean, they're still going to, in other words, they're not going to cut the time of the Oscars. Usually the Oscars last about three hours, but they don't want to, they kind of want to change the dynamics where instead of showing all the awards, they're going to show just, uh, they're just going to present uh, certain awards for during the commercial break so that way they get the most important awards and on tel- uh, being televised, like Best Actor, Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor. Because um, it's like they, it, Best Cinematography, Film Editing, they want to just show those during the commercial break. In other words, they feel that those are not that, I mean, they're important, but not as important like the big ones. So they're trying to change the whole dynamics, the Oscars. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese, they are taking the uh, Dr. H. H. Holmes project to the small screen. The revenant actor picked up the screen rights to Eric Larson's 2003 book, The Devil in the White City, Murder, Magic, and Madness at the Fair that Changed America through his Alpamian Way Production Company back in 2010, and Scorsese signed on to direct the actor as the serial killer in 2015. However, the project has yet to come to uh, full circle on the big screen, and now bosses at Paramount TV has announced it will hit streaming service Hulu as a series, which will be executive produced by DiCaprio and Scorsese. It is unclear if the actor will still be featured as Holmes. The serial killer reportedly murdered 27 people in Chicago, Illinois, in the late 1800s, although later estimates suggest his death toll was closer to 200. The project marked frequent collaborators DiCaprio and Scorsese's eight projects together. They first teamed up for Gangs of New York in 2002, and they went on to collaborate on The Aviator, The Departed, Shutter Island, and 2013, The Wolf of Wall Street. They also teamed up for The Audition, a short film released in 2015 as promotion material for casinos in um, China and Manila and the Philippines. And in addition to the Holmes Project, they are collaborating on an adaptation or adaption of The Lost City of Z, and author David Grant's Killer of the Flower Moon, The Onset Murders, and the Birth of the FBI. The best-selling book, which was released in April 2017, centered on a string of murders on the Osage Nation Reservation in Oklahoma in the 1920s after oil was discovered beneath the Native American tribe land. The cases were among the newly established FBI first big homicide investigation. DiCaprio will also star as U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt in uh, Scorsese's Roosevelt. And uh, Aretha Franklin will be the subject of an upcoming third season of National Geographic's scripted anthology series called Genius. The late Queen of Soul life story will follow series about Albert Einstein and Pablo Picasso, portrayed by Jeffrey Rush and Antonio Banderas, respectively. Pulitzer Prize winner playwright Suzanne Laurie Parks will create the project and executive produce alongside music mogul Clive Davis. Imagine Entertainment boss Brian Grazer spearheaded a campaign to bring Aretha Life to the small screen shortly after her death in August, and filming will begin this summer ahead of an early 2020 premiere on National Geographic channels in 172 countries, and this is according to Deadline. Grazer has secured the rights to a large part of the Souls Icon Warner Brother catalog for the series, and the production will feature many of Franklin's biggest hits, including I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You and Chain of Fools, as well as live performances. It is not yet known who will portray Aretha in the series, but the late singer handpicked Oscar winner Jennifer Hudson to play her in a new movie about Queen of Souls' life. 
Right now we have uh, 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day. So uh, don't you go anywhere. Now we have 12 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Keelani featuring Ty Dollar Signs and Nights Like This. Gabrielle Union and Juliana Hoff will replace Melanie Brown, a.k.a. Mel B. and Heidi Klum on top of the TV show America Got Talent, the U.S. version of American Got Talent. The two actresses will join returning judges Simon Cowell and Howie Mandel for the upcoming 14th season of the series. Meanwhile, the expendable star, Terry Crews, who currently serves as host on America Got Talent, the champion, will take over as the show presenter from Tyra Banks. And uh, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman defended Big Little Lies after a critic dubbed it a chick show. The first season of the drama series, which also starred Laura Dern, Zoe Kravitz, and Shailene Woodley, debuted on HBO in 2017 to huge success. However, not everyone was a fan of the dark drama. During a Q&A session at the Television Critic Association in Pasadena, California, the cast was asked if they had ever received a review that they felt was unfair or sexist due to the male-dominated industry. 
Nicole then revealed that the review said her character Celeste's abusive relationship with husband Perry, played by Alexander Skarsgård, was worse than Fifty Shades of Grey. While the critics were not named by the actresses, TV Guide revealed that the New York Times writer Mike Hale penned the series two days before it aired back in 2017. I'm sorry, banned the series. He slammed the cold domestic abuse storyline as a subplot that's more disturbing, but also strayed into Fifty Shades territory. The star-studded cast of the show, which is based on Leanne's Moriarty's novel of the same name, won several awards after the first season premiere, with Nicole, Lauren, and Alexander landing Golden Globe and Emmy honors. Big Little Lies will return to HBO for the second and final season in June, with Hollywood icon Meryl Streep joining the cast. And violence recently, uh, violence reportedly broke out at a venue in Oklahoma on Monday, February 11th, after rapper Travis Scott axed a show due to technical production issues. Fresh from his Grammy Award performance on Sunday, the Sicko Mode star was scheduled to hit the stage at the Boke Center in Tulsa, but the sold-out show was postponed to March 26, just hour before showtime. Arena bosses took to Twitter to announce the news as fans started gathering outside. And according to one Twitter user, local lawmakers uh, had to use pepper ball launchers to disperse the crowd after a group of individuals smashed a door to the building. Another group of angry fans could be seen and heard chanting Astroworld, the title of Travis' hit 2018 album, in a video posted online shortly after the concert was postponed. And Maroon 5 and Cardi B had tied El, uh, I'm sorry, Ed Sharon's record for the most weeks spent in America's Top 10. Girls Like You had notched up 33 weeks in the Billboard Hot 100 Top Flight, the same amount of time Sharon's Shape of You lingered in 2017. The news come a week after Maroon 5 headlined the Super Bowl halftime show and a day after Cardi made Grammy history by becoming the first female artist to win the coveted Best, Art, uh, Best Rap Album Award on Sunday night, February 10th. Their collaboration held the number one spot for seven weeks, while Sharon's hit spent 12 weeks at the top. The Chainsmokers and uh, Halsley's Closer and Leanne Rhymes' How Do I Live previously held the record with 32 weeks apiece. And Nicki Minaj has joined Ariana Grande in calling out Grammy producer Ken Elridge after the former Nickelodeon star accused him of lying. Nikki took to Twitter on Monday, February 11th, to reveal that Ken had allegedly bullied her into staying quiet for years. The Trinidad and Tobago-born rapper spoke against Ken after a Twitter user wondered why Nikki had never won a Grammy Award. Nicki Minaj has been at the top of her game for the way too long to have to not have had a Grammy. I don't know what white man from the board she pissed off. This is what the fans had tweeted. Nikki wrote in response, quote, I pissed off the same man Ariana just called out for lying. Grammy producer Ken, I was bullied into staying quiet for seven years out of fear, threatening to expose the, the said producer. The 36-year-old star added, quote, but I'll tell my fans the real on the next episode of Queen's Radio, they deserve the truth, unquote. The, the starship hitmaker, however, has no hard feelings for those who connected who collected trophies at the Sunday, February 11th ceremony. She concluded her tweet with, congrats to everyone who won last night. Uh, Ariana previously slammed Ken for lying about the reason why she canceled her Grammy performance. Ken earlier said, quote, as it turned out, when we finally got to the point where we thought maybe it would work, she felt it was too late for her to pull something together for sure, and it's too bad, unquote. Denying Ken's statement, the petite singer wrote on Twitter, quote, I kept my mouth shut, but now you're lying about me. I can pull together a performance overnight, and you know that, Ken. It was when my cre creativity and self-expression was stifled by you that I decided not to attend. I hope the show is exactly what you wanted it to be and more, unquote. And she says she offered three different songs, and it's about the collaboration. It's about feeling supported. It's about art and honesty, not politics, not doing favors or playing games. It's just a game. And she's sorry that that's not what music is to her. Ken has not responded to Ariana and Nikki's statement. And... uh 
Nikki has canceled her appearance at an upcoming black entertainment television event after representatives at the network appeared to insult her on Twitter while praising her nemesis, Cardi B. The Bodak Yellow hitmaker became the first female solo rap artist to win the coveted Best Rap Album Prize at the Grammy Awards on Sunday. And after her big honor, a representative from BET took to social media to congratulate her. Cardi B is the first solo female rapper to win Best Rap Album, and fans are weeping. That's what the commentator uh, com- commenter wrote, while including a knock on Nicki, adding, quote, meanwhile, Nicki Minaj is being dragged by her lace front, unquote. And after the comment, which has since been deleted, was posted, Nicki took to social media to announce that she and label mate Lil Wayne will not be a part of the network BET Experience event, which take place before the BET Awards in June, and this is according to TMZ. Nicki Minaj was slated to co-headline with Cardi B. Young Money would no longer be a part of the BET experience or award shows. Uh, this is what she wrote on uh, t- Twitter. Meanwhile, BET is being dragged by their lace front. BET bosses have now apologized for their Grammy coverage, releasing a statement which read that BET loves Nicki Minaj. We have supported her from the very beginning of her career and will continue to do so moving forward. Unfortunately, the respect we have for Nicki was violated by this post that never should have been written. The post does not reflect how we feel about Nikki. We deeply apologize for the hurt, disappointment, and confusion that this post has caused, unquote. Nikki and Cardi had been feuding for a year, and their true feeling for each other became apparent in September of 2018 after the, the uh, I Like It hitmaker physically attacked Minaj and hurled a shoe at her while they were both guests at the Harper Bazaar Icon Party during the New York Fashion Week. They subsequently agreed to call a truce in their words, a word, war of words, which has been brewing for months after they both featured on Migos' 2017 hit, Motorsport. Cardi has yet to comment on the latest controversy with BT bosses. And speaking of Cardi B, she has deleted her Instagram account after her history-making Grammy win turned her into a target for trolls on Monday. The 26-year-old rapper became, again, the first female artist to win the Best Rap Album honor at Sunday's ceremony, and it appears that the hip-hop world is far from happy. After taking a knock at not on social media from fans or her fellow nominees, she decided enough was enough at deactivating her ca- her account. Earlier in the day, she announced she was share, uh, sharing her Grammy Award with late rapper and fellow nominee Mark, uh, Mac Miller after learning his parents, who attended the Grammys to honor their son, were rooting for her. The Bodak Yellow rapper took to social media to thank her followers and pay tribute to Miller. Her, mess, uh, her message uh, came after Miller's ex-girlfriend and Ariana Grande hit headlines after tweeting the word trash and literally BS as Cardi B accepted her award. She has since deleted the tweet, insisting that the message wasn't directly at the rapper. Cardi has yet to com- comment on the post. Meanwhile, the 26-year-old has another reason to celebrate over the weekend after her seven-month-old daughter, Culture, said mommy for the first time. How cute. And Puerto Rican singer uh, Azuna Ozuna is uh, set for a big night at the 2019 Billboard Latin Music Award after landing 23 nominations. Azuna Ozuna have been nominated in 15 different categories, including Artist of the Year, Hot Latin Song, Songwriter of the Year, and Top Latin Album of the Year, in which he will compete against himself with 2018's Aura and 2017 uh, Odessia. Jay Balvin and Nikki Jam followed with 13 mentions, including Hot Latin Song of the Year and Hot Latin Song Vocal Event for their collaboration, X, while uh, Bad Bunny has been nominated in 12 categories and Nanny Yankee in 8. Yankee, Bad Bunny, and Balvin will compete for the Artist of the Year with Ozuna, while Yankee and Balvin are also up for Songwriter of the Year. Casper Majico, Daryl, Neo, Neo Garcia and Romeo Santos have six nods, while Banda, MS, and DJ Snake are up for five awards each. Cardi B, Shakira, Drake, and Nami Lovato has also landed nominations. The prize giving will take place in Las Vegas on April 25th. And for our last story of the day, Lauren Hill has infuriated her Australian fans by turning up late for a gig and struggling to sing due to an apparent illness. The former Fuji star troubled 
tour celebrating the 20th anniversary of her <laughs> seminal 1998 album, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, stopped off in Sydney on Thursday, February 7th. However, fans complained that the notorious tardy R&B legend turned up on stage nearly 90 minutes late and struggled to hit any notes that she appeared to be very sick. Others demanded refunds, claiming that they had walked out early due to her vocal troubles and other production problems. And according to Gary Nunn, a reviewer for The Guardian, fans were told by a DJ performing during the delay that the star was feeling under the weather and added that she looked like faint when she finally arrived on stage. The X Factor hitmaker didn't did get some sympathy from fans with Laura Stewart posting that she was clearly too ill to perform and should have pulled out rather than give a substandard performance. A saving grace for many of the gigs was her supported act, the rapper Nods, who saved the show, according to some of those complaining. Lauren Big Anniversary Tour had been beset with similar lateness problems, and in November she apologized to French and Belgian fans after two gigs were cut short after they got underway late. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones. Give. Have a great week. Stay safe. Happy Valentine's Day. Make sure you listen to the Valentine's Day show, and have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>